Boys. How was your Valentine's Day? <sighs> Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> I was going to say, Chris is going to be way more interesting than mine based on his just uh, laughing reaction. Uh, it was lovely. It was lovely. Not a huge fan of the Monday night Valentine's Day, but uh, you know, it worked out fine the day after the Super Bowl. Um, went out to, to dinner from Mount Washington here in Pittsburgh. Had a, a wonderful dinner at uh, Monterey Bay. And yeah, it was a nice, nice little evening. Nice little evening. How about you guys? <laughs> There, there is, there is, you gotta understand, there is no Valentine's Day in my position right now. Like, I, I cooked the girls' dinner on Sunday uh, before the Super Bowl. So that was kind of like part of it. But when you have a three week old and an 18 month old and you're in a pandemic, there is no Valentine's Day. Chris, the pandemic's over. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know if you saw the news. <laughs> Edie, what about you? Uh, you know, I almost forgot that it was Valentine's Day. Like, Ooh. I must Ooh, have say. Have you been married long enough to be allowed dude, to use that? Have you been married long enough for that? Listen, uh, we both almost forgot it was Valentine's Day. I'm not the only one who almost <laughs> forgot it was Valentine's Day. But I, you know, I rallied the troops. Having the Super Bowl be the day before Valentine's Day is tough because usually on valentine's day like you know either we'll go out to eat or i'll like make something special or something like that but when you already have just like the day before like destroyed your body with like wings and pizza and beer and all this other junk you really don't you're not thinking about the meal for valentine's day that you plan out because you already planned out the super bowl meal like right we both almost forgot but you know we came through I, 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 you know, I, I came through with the chocolates and Siobhan came through with literally the best Valentine's Day gift after Florida, man, (laughs) the weirdest and wildest adventures of an internet legend. It is a book. That's amazing. Every day it goes through and tells you my favorite subject, what Florida man is doing. February 15th, fellas, Florida man claiming people were eating his brains leads police on insane golf course chase. You're welcome. Florida man. Get it at your Barnes and Noble. That's an incredible gift. Shouts out to your wife for finding that. I had no idea that even existed, but that's, (laughs) that's the gift that keeps on giving. It truly is. (laughs) Seriously. All year, all year. And for the rest of my life, I'm not going to look at it every day. I'm going to be surprised all the time. Right. (laughs) And it's going to make you feel better about you. Cause you're that's, you're not living any of those situations. Wow, Chris, Chris Gates Fitness, dude, you're the king of positive positivity and like self-help and self-care. This book right here, this is self-care. I didn't think about that. This is good. It is. I should buy yeah. that and do one TikTok a day where I do a live read of <laughs> shit you're not going through. So cheer up. Yeah. It could always be worse. Here's your <laughs> yeah. subtitle of the book. It well, happy be Valentine's worse. Day, guys. You guys look cute. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. It's Dee out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And today on the show, we've got a lot to get to. We're going to get to all of it. Super Bowl. We got commercials. We got a halftime show. And we got the Winter Olympics. We've got, whoa, a nice question about the Super Bowl and the Winter Olympics. And we'll talk Manning cast and what we're listening to. So let's get it started. Dan, let us know where we can find the Brunch Breakdown. Well, we know where, where they can find 
the brunch breakdown. Yeah, tell the people, right? We got to yes. tell the people. I should do this like The Rock introduced the Super Bowl, oh, right? My God. We just <laughs> Can we get we'll your get like that. can we get your 30 second review on that? Are we going to get that later? We'll get I, that. We'll get right. that. We're going to touch cool. on the Super Bowl half. Yeah, we we will certainly. <laughs> Dan, Dan has that. an outline. You can't rush it. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. My apologies for time. trying to rush it. <laughs> we'll have to get to today, but thank you. Yes. But where can you find the brunch breakdown? Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find the brunch breakdown. Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Now on Amazon Music and Audible. Just tell Alexa, play the brunch breakdown, damn it. She'll play that next episode for you. New episodes. Every Thursday, every Thursday morning, hit follow, hit subscribe. Let those episodes come to you, come to your devices, download them, take them on the go, however you want to listen to them. Uh, full video episodes also available every Thursday on YouTube and our Facebook pages. Simply search Brunch Breakdown. We'll take you there. They premiere at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, and available on demand anytime you want to listen, watch them after that. Speaking of Facebook, we're everywhere on social media as well. Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, simply by searching at Brunch Breakdown. And last, but certainly not least, on Spotify, the what we are listening to playlist that we put together for you each and every week called The Sounds of Brunch, brand new updates every Friday on Spotify. Simply search Sounds of Brunch. Beautiful. Well, guys, I want to switch things up this week because of something that a person told me, I'll tell you after the show, and they said, we should do Get It Off Your Chest before Bruce day so we're gonna see how this goes so chris you weren't here last week get it off your chest okay uh in honor of a sports br- sports brunch episode that we are kicking off hey sports metaphor uh i'm gonna dive into a sports topic that's not on the menu and wouldn't get talked about had we not done this first um there are situations in life all facets of life where you have to just like see the writing on the wall and just accept the fact when like, you know what, what you're trying to do, it's just not working and give up. It's okay to give up. It's okay to give up. If you've given something an honest try and you just don't have the talent expertise or wherewithal to do it. I think that's fair to say there is there, there, there's, Nothing wrong with that. There's something wrong with not trying. There is nothing wrong with trying, sucking, and giving up. Okay? There no longer needs to be a hockey team in Arizona. Have you guys seen where they're going to play hockey next year? The Arizona Coyotes, if you haven't followed this shit over the last, like, 15 years, nobody in Arizona wants them there. Nobody goes to the games. Like, the the... The state government doesn't want them there. They were like the Phoenix Coyotes, but Phoenix didn't want them. So then they called them the Arizona Coyotes. Now we're finding out the entire state of Arizona doesn't want them. They don't even have an arena anymore. They're going to play their This is a, a professional sports franchise is going to play its home games in a college arena that hasn't even been built yet, but from the looks of it, seats like 7,000 people. What are we doing? What are we doing anymore? We don't need hockey in the desert. I don't know why that got me so fired up this week, but I'm just like, we're talking about this again? As somebody who follows hockey closely, we've been doing this since I was in high school. It has to stop. It's over. It's over. You can't play 
you, even the Islanders who like didn't have a home, they like found a real arena. They played where an NBA team was for a while. And then they got their arena back and, and the arena they're moving to is like 13,000. This is like half the size of that. It's ridiculous. There shouldn't be hockey in Arizona anymore. Like we tried, we gave it an honest go and nobody wants it. It sucks to so just give up, move the team, uh, Take him back to like Hartford or something. I don't know. This is this experiment has to end. I am with you. Yes. Save the coyotes. Hashtag save Phil Kessel. Uh, all for that. It is. It's, it's ridiculous what they're playing there for at least three years. They said that's like the plan to play at this college venue while they hope, hope to work out this deal for a new arena. And which like you said, is it isn't happening. Isn't happening. Get them out of there. Get them to a state in a city that will appreciate them. You gave it a try. You gave it a long try. The thing, that, the thing that's wild about this is that I remember, because what was it? It was just a few months ago that they were like, <laughs> they're, they hadn't paid their lease. So they were okay. like, <laughs> so they couldn't get into the building. And I thought that was like the craziest thing, but I was like, oh, that'll all get worked out, whatever. No, it didn't get worked out. They actually weren't paying their lease and now they got booted to a college campus. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is incredible. Ridiculous. It has to stop. Good Lord. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Dan, actually, I'm going to go because mine actually is because we didn't, you know, we didn't choreograph, we didn't choreograph this or put this all together, but mine is basically the same thing. Um, cities shouldn't have two of the same team, like same teams in the same league. They shouldn't, there shouldn't be the Dodgers and the angels. There shouldn't be the chargers and the Rams. And I'm saying this because the Rams just won the super bowl and no one, there are no chargers fans. Like I hate when people say this, when people say things like this, but now that I live in a city where there are two teams, I can, I understand it now. There are no Chargers fans. They don't exist. They don't exist in San Diego. They definitely don't exist in Los Angeles. And now the Rams are the champs. They are now Super Bowl champions. They have all the stars, all the things. It, it was. It's like a Laker game going to a Rams game now. And the Chargers <laughs> will no longer exist. Like They existed a little bit without the Super Bowl. Now that they have a Super Bowl, there's no... They're the new Dodgers. They're the Lakers. That's what they are. Because the Clippers, they're getting ready to put themselves, they're putting the new stadium next to where the Rams stadium is. No one's going to go after the first year. Because, you know, everybody loves the new stadium after the first year. It's great, right? right? No one's going to go after that. So, and, and the Angels, they're out and they have the best players in baseball and no one cares <laughs> out, out there in Orange County as they call themselves the LA Angels and they're like an hour away from Los Angeles. But yeah, no one cares about them either. But I'm telling you, spread the wealth. No one needs them because once these teams win championships as they have in LA, no one cares about the other teams anymore. Like the other teams are now there just to go see, hey, I can't see Steph Curry play the Lakers. That's too expensive, but I can go see him play the Clippers. That's what those teams turn into. It's like, who's playing there tonight? Dave Lillard? I'm there. That's what it turns into. So, um, yeah, spread the wealth. There are other cities that need teams. Like, I I love Los Angeles, major market, millions of people. But, like, you know we don't need – nobody needs two teams. Just doesn't. Get that off my chest. That's beautifully said. That's, I completely agree with you. I've never liked that to begin with, but you're right. It's, it's getting worse. And you have a prime example right there in Los Angeles oh. with the quote unquote chargers fans. Uh, 
and the Rams now. And it's just, I hope that's not going to continue to happen. I hope we don't see more of that in an, in an effort to save money. We're sharing stadiums and that type of garbage. So I've, I've, I'm a big fan of what you just said. The weirdest one of those to me is like, why does Chicago have two baseball teams? Completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Like the like, Cubs have all this history and like the cool old ballpark. And then there's like the White Sox exist. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> I used to under, I used to think that I understood, I understood it until just living in Los Angeles last three years and being like, wow, we have these three teams just won championships. No one gives a shit about the other teams mm. at all. Like at all. And it's wild. And I'm like, that just, it's like Yankees and Mets. Like I know there are Mets fans, but like, I don't know. Spread the wealth. When one of them is doing poorly. It's very clear. <laughs> it's very clear what one well, of them is doing poorly. Shit. I mean, like almost every team in New York right now is not that, all that great. Imagine having all those yeah. teams and none of them win anything. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. For, for me this week, um, I'm, I'm taking a left turn. I know we're at sports brunch, but this is something topical that came up and I, I have to talk about it. And this is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt one of you. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Didi. Oh, Jesus. Kanye West. Oh, Delete God. your account <laughs> right now. Right now. Okay. So I, I, I made a note. I was going to talk about this last week, almost a week ago. I knew what I wanted to talk about. And then this weekend, I've been given so much more and more reason why the statement that I say here is, it has more meaning for Kanye West to delete your account. What I'm going to talk about is what did happen last week where <laughs> Kanye West claims that Billie Eilish insulted Travis Scott at her show in Atlanta, saying something about that she, you know, a fan was having an asthma attack and she waits, she waits for her fans to be okay before she continues to play. And he took that as a direct shot at Travis Scott and has said he is going to boycott Coachella, not play Coachella until she apologizes. Yee. I love you. I think Donda is a masterpiece. One of the best albums last year, period. But Coachella doesn't need you. Coachella goes on without you. Okay. Didi, now we know why Swedish House Mafia is just floating at the bottom of that poster. They're just ready to fill in that headliner spot if and when Kanye decides to not show up. Now it makes complete sense. It just hit me. We're like, when are they playing? What day? Where? Why? How is this going to work? They're just there ready to be Sunday's headliner if and when Kanye is not showing up. It makes perfect sense now. And I'm not saying all this just because it's, you know, Billie Eilish and I'm a huge Billie Eilish fan. I'd honestly say the same thing as if, if he was going after Harry Styles, who I really don't care super much about. It'd really be anybody. It's just the fact that Kanye thinks he's better than Coachella. And I take that as a personal attack because I feel like Coachella is a part of me and Coachella will go on with or without Kanye West. I want him there. He has full intentions of bringing out Travis Scott. Thanks for ruining that surprise. Um, 
So we will see then, but Kanye, just settle down. You, you'll, you clearly lost your mind a little bit this weekend. We won't get into that. I won't get into that, but it's just time to delete your account. That's all I got to say. I'm sorry. Everything you're saying is, is, is very, very accurate. And also as a Kanye West fan, uh, I have been ever since they announced he was going to be at Coachella. I've thought to myself, is he really, we'll see if he's there. I'll be, I mean, I'll be there whether he performs or not. And on Sunday I'll be excited, but yeah, uh, you just never know with Kanye. That's, that's, it's one of those things you never know. Yeah. Always that slight bit of doubt, right? Light bit, but now it's becoming more and more clear. And then the Swedish house mafia thing just clicked. It all just made a bunch of sense when I saw that. I thought, okay, they're prepared. They're ready. And now we're ready. <laughs> oh, Kanye. God. All right. I uh, like this idea of doing the chess before. I'm assuming the, the reason it was suggested to us is like, we get all this stuff off our chest. Now it's time for a beer. Like that is- it flows. It works. So. Shouts for the suggestion. Let's let's crack these bad boys open now, huh? I'm yes. re- I'm ready. <laughs> that is exactly it, actually. Exactly it. Exactly All it. All right. All right. Well, it's brews day, gentlemen. Let's uh jump into some brews. Chris, what are you sipping on today? I am sipping on a beer that was a gift from my sister. Uh, she came in last week to meet our new baby girl and brought presents. And uh, what Jeannie brought was. Guinness IPA, which I did not know existed. Um, and apparently I'm probably going to screw this up, but like 70, at least 70% of what I'm saying is factual. Like there's only a few Guinness breweries in the world. And apparently there is a spot in Baltimore, which like might be the only one in the United States. Um, and you, I guess that's like the only place you can get this Guinness IPA. Now I will say I've had one already. I was a little bit skeptical because I've had some, now Guinness is obviously Irish, right? I've had some German IPAs where I was going into it thinking like, I like IPAs. So let's have this. And German IPAs are really not like the IPAs. I think we tend to enjoy. Um, but this one is pretty darn good. It's more, it, it's, uh, I would say it's like kind of like a bridges the gap between what we have most often here, like that German IPA. This is kind of in the middle. It's not super flavorful, but it does have a, a nice bit of bitterness to it. And it's got, if I look at the hops, like it's got some of the hops that we talk about a lot on this podcast, like um, Simcoe, Mosaic hops. Uh, it's got some citrus fruit in it, a little bit piney. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was a pleasant surprise. Thank you, Jeannie, for the beers. Uh, I enjoyed one when my kids weren't crying and I'm going to have the second one right now while my kids aren't crying and we'll see how it works out. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that Guinness made IPAs. What's the ABV on that? Uh, I think it's pretty light because I actually looked up the, I don't know if it says, but I looked up the calories for, oh, okay. 6.5. Yeah, because the calories are actually like shockingly low for a 16 ounce IPA. It's like just over 200 calories for for the can, which is pretty good. So 6.5. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. 
I like it. Yeah, that's a new one. That's a new one. All right, Dady, what are you? Uh, All right. What are you sipping on well, this week? This week, I've got a Maui Wowie IPA Ooh. from Ooh. Beer Works in Livermore, California. It's got all the things that Chris was just talking about. Mosaic hops. Of course, we love Mosaic hops here. Mosaic hops are a sponsor of the Brunch Breakdown. <laughs> Citra hops. <laughs> We've got all the aromas and flavors. Pineapple, mango. I've had this one before. And um, I've had, I mean, not before. I've had one earlier this week. And it is very good, gentlemen. Very, very good, gentlemen. I mean, you know I love my pineapple, Ooh, right? You guys it's a know requirement. Pineapple. It's a requirement. Yeah. Gotta and, be in there. I mean, if it's not in there, what, what, what's the point? And what this we, is just our time for super good. And it just, you know, the ABV 6.5, which is great because I was nervous about it, but it is nice. And just, it just feels like I could drink this. I don't know, on the beach or with a nice view. I want to, I want a nice view. Shame you can't find any of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you're not in West Virginia. You asshole. <laughs> Listen, guys. He's like, I, I could just, just open up the door and there it is. Listen, <laughs> listen, guys, just because I have a palm tree in my backyard, you know, doesn't mean I like to say it all the time to you guys, you know, just because it's a little chilly out, 65 degrees outside today. I don't know. Oh, been... I mean, that that big heat wave of 80 from Super Bowl Sunday burned off pretty quickly, didn't it? Back yeah, to sweater it, season. Hey, it uh, was sprinkling this morning on my way to take my daughter to preschool. So I'm going to need you to have some literally we'll accept your prayers. We, we need them out here. Yeah. State of emergency, you know, you in Canada, same, same shoes, <laughs> T's and P's T's and P's. Um, oh. all right. Uh, this week I've got something, I've got something that I had on Super Bowl Sunday because it was that damn good. And I had to share it with the people. I have another one and what I have for you today, it's a heavy hitter. And ladies and gentlemen, introduce from thin man brewery of Buffalo. The peanut butter Jenkins Imperial style. And yes, shouts out to former podcast friend, Brendan Jenkins, uh, formerly known as the legend. He had nothing to do with this, but it's got his name on it. And that was enough of a reason to pick it up to give it a shot. And I'll tell you what, this is so damn good. I had one of these while watching the Super Bowl. Like I said, got another one here today. I'm glad I picked, we picked up the four pack. Boys, liquid Reese's peanut butter cups right there for you. You get a ton of peanut butter, a ton of chocolate. It's a little roasty. Uh, it's nutty. It is sweet. I will warn you, it is sweet. Um, but I think if you're prepared for that, it, you're capable of handling it because the flavors are so intense and so powerful in so many good ways. Uh, the ABV is on a little higher end, but that's quite all right. That's quite all right. Cause it is well worth this beautiful peanut butter Jenkins. So if you can get your hand on this again, this isn't a Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania. This is a thin man out of Buffalo, the peanut butter Jenkins, and it is all sorts of delicious. Let me tell you. Nice. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it is. It's, it's wonderful. Wonderful, all for it. wonderful week for desserts so yeah. this will go with all of them <laughs> well cheers gents cheers 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 happy bruise day all right let's get into the main course now that we got our bruise we got everything off our chest it's time to dive into the main menu the super bowl uh a lot to get to with the super bowl and the most important thing is the halftime show guys 
what are your thoughts on the uh, halftime show? Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J, Fatty Cent, everybody. <laughs> yeah, 250 Cent. That was a huge surprise. Um, we saw him at Coachella a few years ago. We, we noticed he put on a few pounds, and he didn't stop since then, whatever year that was. Um, uh, Anderson Pack with a surprise that hmm. I don't think a lot of people caught, right? That yep. was awesome. He was up there, too. Um, I thought musically it was one of, if not the best halftime shows we've ever seen. It was amazing. I thought the transitions were, were really smooth. You had everybody coming out swinging strong with their heads. Everybody sounded really good from a stage setup theatrical standpoint. I wasn't like super in love with the kind of house party, different room vibe. And I felt like if you were on the other side of the stadium, you were probably pretty pissed because you couldn't see much. If you were there, you had to watch it on the screen the whole time. Um, like I got it. I, th- it made sense. Um, but I wasn't super thrilled with the, the stage setup, but the performances overall were amazing. I thought when they were coming together at the roof on the roof at the end, we were going to get something, some sort of moment where all of them were going to collaborate. Obviously they're not on a song together, but I thought there could have been a moment where they did something a little bit of back and forth. It was like a little tease. We never got it. I'm okay with that. Still. I realized that would have been a little bit difficult because everybody has their hits. Who's are you going to use? How are you going to get everybody involved? All those voices, but NFL take note. You, you finally got it right. You got it right for us, for the people that watch these things that take interest and good luck living up to that for years to come. Cause that was amazing. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, um, you guys have so much more like thoughtful feedback on musical performances than I do. And like, even afterwards, I mean, it's basically, it's a yearly tradition for me to like watch the halftime show and then go on social media and find out all kinds of shit that apparently I didn't see or didn't think about. Um, so like, (laughs) I just thought it was really good. Like they were all artists that I, I loved. Um, although like, I don't, this is probably unpopular, but like, I, I feel like Kendrick didn't make sense being there, uh, with all these other kind of throwback artists. I thought that was weird. Not that he's bad or that his performance is bad. His performance is great, but it's just like, I don't know. That didn't seem to fit, but I thought it was really good. And stop body shaming 50 cent people. Goodness gracious. You, a lot of people would love to be as jacked as he is, even if he has put on a few LBs. Okay, so chill out. I would expect nothing more from (laughs) ChrisGatesFitness.com than to (laughs) have body positivity (laughs) for 50 Cent. (laughs) It was just so funny to do that with him. If he would have just came out and performed in the club, right? He could have popped up from the anywhere anywhere but the fact that it just made you remember the first time you most likely the first time you saw 50 cent was upside down jacked looking like this monster that dr dre and eminem created in a lab and then 20 years later he he's doing the same thing and you're like yo man you need to get down like <laughs> 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 that guy's lived 
a life. Okay. He's allowed to have some indulgences. Oh. He's, he's earned it. <laughs> that is very true. But yeah, I, dude, I love the halftime show too. I was happy because I was a person who was at, you know, from jump was like, I don't know why Kendrick's here. I guess, you know, for the younger audience that's watching, it's like, okay, Kendrick's the person that they're going to be watching this for, but it's like, you didn't need him. And that's and it, what he did was fine. Cause it wasn't, I, I was nervous that Kendrick was going to like read a poem or do something weird. But no, he, he he performed. We're gonna be all right, and that was awesome. And I just you know, and I liked it a lot. But it was kind of like I you know I would have liked to heard like, um, what's my name like Doggy Style from Snoop Dogg. I would have liked to heard that something from like the early '90s. But that's my only complaint. That's me nitpicking. I thought it was cool. The Anderson Pack was playing the drums for Eminem on "Lose Yourself." Like they didn't waste a second. Like that was the no. coolest part of this whole thing. Was like this was like meticulously put down. Like we are not wasting a minute. Like I remember when Justin Timberlake did the halftime show and he performed like filthy to start the show. And that was his like new single that just came out a month before and no one really liked it. And that's how it started. And I was like, what, why are you wasting time with this? What are we doing here? This is the halftime right. show. So I, I like that. And, um, but yeah. And also it was just cool to see a lot of these artists that, my parents told me that they were like the worst thing in the world and they were going to kill society and that every person was like, if you listen to rap music, you're this kind of person and you're going to be a terrible human when you're growing up to see all these artists that everybody just, you know, they were like, people were in the streets, like protesting and destroying Snoop CDs because he was like the worst person on earth in the nineties. And like, to see them on the biggest stage in America, the biggest stage in the world is the Super Bowl, over 100 million viewers and all that was just like really cool for me to see because it was so like, you know, you, you weren't supposed to listen to rap music in the 90s. And then 20 years later, 30 years later, we're all jamming and loving it in the Super Bowl. I feel like it really brought a, a big part of America together. Well, same with Dre, right? Dre was yeah. put, like, you know, they yeah. banned his music in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah, there was something cool about like when Snoop was kind of like crip walking across the stage at the beginning <laughs> and there was like it broadcast 115 million people or whatever it was, 100,000 people in the stadium. I was like, oh, shit, like this is a this is a moment. It, you, you felt that for sure. <laughs> He's wearing all blue. There's hundreds of dancers doing the crip walk down below him. There's Impalas. Like, I just, oh my God. I, yeah. everything about it was just like, my God. I just wanted to like call my parents and be like, see, I told you. <laughs> I was right all along. I was right all along. <laughs> yeah, God. it was, it was, it, it was a lot of, a lot of feels in a lot of good ways. It, and it, and it went by kind of fast because of all that because like it, we said the transitions were so smooth and there were so many artists and yeah then you throw in 50 cent and you know with everything i was a little and i think i wasn't the only one i wasn't sure what kendrick was doing at first because you know he's got all these dancers around him and they're all have their hair blonde and i'm like if he does some eminem cover right now with slim shady <laughs> i'm gonna be so mad because <laughs> I got a little concerned. I did. And then I saw a suit and I was like, hell yeah. Okay. All right. We're fine. We're fine. We're safe. We're Kendrick safe here. Um, but yeah, just so many names. I don't know how you top that moving forward. I, I really don't. I don't know for our generation if it's ever going to get better. 
than it was. And I think, you know, I, I think a lot of people enjoyed that because I think like, I forget which one of you said it. So many people were excited about this. When was the last time you could have said that about a halftime show where like a ton of people were legitimately excited about the artists or combination of artists, or whatever it is, you know, is there some sort of divide somewhere, but this, aside from the old people, there was uh, a lot of people excited for it and it was, it was well worth it. Very exciting. Yeah. I feel like we're part of the reason there was so much excitement was because like we're, we are kind of moving into that phase of life where we're like in like the majority of humans on the planet, like in some way, shape or form participated in that musical uh, era now, yep. right? Because we're in like that 30s to 40s range where like that's the most of the humans on the planet. So like we could all get into that. So it was cool. You're right. It was also for me like, oh, so like this is when people were like excited about the Rolling Stones and shit. Like we're in that era of our life now. Okay. Okay. I see where I know. Going. I saw that. <laughs> I saw a tweet like that. It's like, oh, it's, I'm so glad the NFL finally woke up and stopped putting on uh, halftime shows for old people like the Rolling Stones and Prince. And then it was like five minutes. Later, I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. This is us now. This is, for us. This is exactly what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had my friend Christian and Crystal over for the game. And like, we both have like young children and they're like running around and stuff. And it was funny as we're watching it, we're like, man, like we're washed. <laughs> like, this is because it was just, we're enjoying this so much. It was just like, man, this is how people felt when The Who did the halftime show or when Tom Petty did the halftime show when I was in college. And like, we all like got up and like, just, I don't know, did other stuff. Like we right. weren't even watching it. It was like, but now it's, it's the, these are the people because we were, because and Siobhan's like looking up the ages. She was like, how old is Dr. Dre? And I was like, dude, I'm scared to find out. 56. You know what I mean? It's like, oh. how old is 50 cent? 46. How old is Eminem? 49. Mary J's 50 something. Like we were looking at all these ages. It's like, yeah, like when we were growing up, listening to their music, watching their music videos, like they were our age, like now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so crazy to think that, but I mean, I also love it though, because the, and at some point the Super Bowl halftime show was going to have to reflect the most dominant genre in music, which is hip hop. And now they've done it and they did it in like the most perfect way possible, but don't go crazy guys putting together a bunch of people who don't mean to be on stage together. That's all I'm saying. That's yes. all I'm saying. There's well, one, there's one way you can get away with it. One way you have one artist and a bunch of features next year's Super Bowl halftime show. Travis Barker. Let's featuring go. everybody. <laughs> Let's go. Run featuring it. everybody. Everybody. Well, I was just about to say, if we're if we're in this, if we're in this this comfy space, boys, if we're in this comfy space now, going back to the early two thousands and 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 hitting the nostalgia feel, let's get a pop punk halftime show. Come on, let's get Blink. Let's get Newfound Glory. Let's get some forty one. Let's get Yellow Card. Let's throw. I don't, where's the next Super Bowl? I don't care. Let's bring them. Get them there. People would like it. I would like it. There's no better time to do it than right now. So next Super Bowl, it has to be that. Yeah. And Travis mm -hmm. will just drum for every band. Every, everyone. The whole time. Perfect. The whole time.
he'll just be going from place to place. You know, it'll just be running around. It'll be upside down. It'll be just everywhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm it. all, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. All right. Uh, the commercials, always the interesting thing. And on the brunch breakdown last week, I predicted some, I predicted something and it all happened. A lot of crypto guys, a lot of crypto. So many commercials had to do yep. with crypto. Yeah, we've never talked. Have we ever talked about crypto on this show? Are you guys into the monopoly money? What are you guys into any of this? <laughs> no, I I follow a lot of. There's like a lot of people in the fitness industry who have started to push it and say yeah. like, yeah, you should just put a percentage of your money there for the potential benefits. But no, I I I don't earn at that level. <laughs> I'm gonna assume those people either are really rich or don't have children. Uh, yeah. probably both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Not, not me either. Like I, I know I, we talked about NFTs a while back. I had a off your chest segment about that. This kind of falls in that same category. I'm just like hoping and waiting for it to fizzle out because I don't want to understand it. And I realize it's kind of too late for that. So, <laughs> but not currently no. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the weirder parts of Super Bowl, but I wasn't surprised by it. Like LeBron has a cool commercial. All of a sudden crypto.com at the end, there was the commercial with yeah. the, the bouncing QR code. The, like Microsoft. It was like a yeah, Microsoft uh, screensaver almost we had with the bouncing QR code. Yeah. And I, I knew it too. I, or either <laughs> me or Shannon, one of us called it right away. We're like, this is, cr-. and I go, and it's just going on, right? I'm waiting for that to go away. And I just go, gosh, damn it. I, I, I had to pull it up. I get my camera out and I like basically throw my phone down as soon as the website popped up, knowing that it's exactly what it was. That's the thing about those crypto commercials. Did you talk about it last week with like the weird ones? You're going to have Matt Damon doing something. And like, what are they going to do to stand out that isn't just weird? And yeah, they had the, the kind of screensaver one. You had the one with Larry David, which I thought was very funny. There had actually a company that went like kind of comedy with it, where he was like, eh, on everything. He was playing that character from like the beginning of time all the way through and like, oh, you got to get in on this stuff. And he's like, eh, I don't think that's going to actually work out. Um, that was one that was actually funny. But yeah, there was a, there was a crypto and celebrities dominated the day for sure. Yeah. My daughter stops everything for two commercials when they come on TV. One is, Whenever the Geico gecko is on TV, like she stops everything and stares at that gecko. And then there's the, that Matt Damon crypto commercial. <laughs> I don't understand why, but she stops. He's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she say? stares at Matt Damon, which I suppose, hey, like ladies love him. So I get it. She's setting out more um, high. I love shout it. out to QR codes though, man. Like they're, they're fully back. Because we can do them now. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, you used to have to have an app, right? It was so hard to use a QR code. Everyone had them on their menus and all this stuff. And I don't even know if people took them off their menus or our phones just caught up to them because like they, I don't feel like they ever left, but like now we just are able to just point our phone in seconds, menus pop up, everything pops up before when it was like, all right, you got the QR code app. Like, this is hard. Can you get me a regular (laughs) menu? Jesus Christ. What are we doing here? Yeah. I feel like Apple must have like bought into QR codes somehow because yeah. all of a sudden, like the the new iPhones and the, the I, iOS updates, the camera just reads it and automatically takes you there. And it didn't used to be that way before. And just 
so happens to be that like conveniently now you have just, you could, you don't even have to unlock your phone to get to your camera. Right. Nope. So, right. right. Apple's in on this. I'm convinced. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So let's talk about also some of our favorites. Crypto definitely dominated the day. The Bud Light Seltzer Flavor Town Guy Fieri commercial. I completely lost it. <laughs> lost it. I'm on the couch losing my mind because you don't expect it when you start. You're like, what are these people dressed like this for? <laughs> And I hate that it was Bud Light and I hate that it was Seltzer, but that one to me was so unforgettable and least expected. And I, I did, I lost it. That was the one that I just lost it for. Those are the moments that may, that it makes it such a joy to watch live sports with Dan. Like, I wish I could, (laughs) I wish I could have been there for that. Dude, I love Guy Fieri. Anytime he shows up for anything, I'm happy. And uh, just to let you know, Bud Light Seltzer's pretty good. Like, really hear, good, actually. That's what like, I hear. They, they, I mean, speaking of Flavortown, they have lots of flavor in them. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? What else did you guys, what, what's, what's, what are some of the few that stuck out to you? Some of your favorite or least favorite, I guess. Well, I got to shout out uh, both of you guys for texting me the commercials because outside of the halftime show, I watched none of the Super Bowl because we had a we had a rough day in this household <laughs> with children's happiness. Uh, but on the theme of nostalgia, I really enjoyed the uh, Doctor Evil GM commercial. That was fun. I mean, it was just like amazing that they brought back everybody that was in that movie for that commercial. That I yeah. thought was remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out. There are some commercials that I'm like, um, the employees for that company have to be a little mad if you ask for a raise the week before. Cause like, we're always talking about how GM's not making any money. GM is like doing not so well. <laughs> and then like, I don't think like, Mike Myers isn't leaving his isn't leaving his home for nothing. Right. <laughs> right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just I mean, Mike Myers is unbelievably rich. Like, I don't know what his net worth is, but like that guy, good Lord, the amount of movies he's got in the franchises that guy's in. So it's like I, I, that commercial had to be super expensive. Oh, yeah. Just before they did anything else, just getting the people back yeah. to do it. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and I would tell you <laughs> when I watched that one, it made me think about a segment we did like a long time ago when we talked about how there's like, there's a marketing team somewhere just like dying to promote the next launch of Zima. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. And I was just thinking yes. like GM has this marketing team who's been pitching this for probably like 10 years and finally they got to do it and it was great. So shout out to whoever had Perfect. this idea. Perfect timing. Um, so my favorite McDonald's, my favorite commercial is the McDonald's commercial. Uh, can I get a... Yeah. Because yeah. every year there's at least one Super Bowl commercial that just like does the simplest thing. And it's like, mother, that was... Why do we do that at the drive-thru? At every drive-thru. It doesn't matter where we are. Why? We, I know exactly what I'm getting every time I go to Wendy's. I get a number six, get the spicy chicken large every single time I go. Why do I say... 
So uh, can I get a number six with a large sprite? And uh, yeah, like, why do I do that? Like, why do we all do that? It's true. It's genius. It was a genius commercial. Whoever walked into McDonald's offices and was like, guys, I got the Super Bowl commercial. And this might be the same thing you were just saying. Someone's been saying that for 15 years. Like, yeah. this is it, guys. Forget Justin Timberlake and whoever else. Just like, this is it. Can I get a... Done. Yeah. <laughs> Done. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Um, and also, some of- that that's the, 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 the in that Kanye's the end of that commercial. And that is just the experience of being a Kanye West fan, which I've said on this show many times. All day long, Kanye was the most annoying person on earth. And then that commercial comes on. You're like, Fuck it. you know that you're going to be the worst. And then you do that. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's the most annoying thing in the world when you're just like, God damn it, Kanye. Like, I am done with you today. I don't want to see or hear your name. And then. Can I get a uh, fucking I love you, Kanye. We love you. It was a great addition. It was that part really stuck out. That was a great addition to that ad. Uh, The Rocket Home Rocket Mortgage Barbie commercial with Anna Kendrick was genius. Yeah, was was and someone who's lived in that world was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) This is great. And a lot of people certainly understand what they're going through with that. Uh, the Toyota Joneses with Rashida Jones, Leslie Jones, Tommy Lee Jones, and Nick Jonas. <laughs> yeah. Another another amazing commercial. Didi, what did you think about that Lay's commercial? <laughs> Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd, your boys. What did you guys think about it? Because I hated it. So as soon as they came on the screen, I was like, well, here we go. Yeah, so you're biased. Me, Your opinion doesn't count on this. I will say... Uh, when I saw them, I thought this has great potential. And then I thought it didn't live up to said potential. It was okay. It, it was okay. It, thought, it wasn't yeah. as laugh out loud funny as it should have been. Yeah. I thought the, like, all right. Cause listen, like, you know, it wasn't just Paul Rudd, you know, it wasn't Paul Rudd in the commercial like last year where he almost ruined the commercial <laughs> this year. I'm like, okay. Tim, Seth, like, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then it just kind of went too over the top where I don't think it needed to do all that. Like, they could have done it. I don't know. They could have kept it more grounded and it could have been funnier. I don't know. Yeah, was... I was waiting for that, too. I was waiting for that moment to be really funny. And it just, like, yeah, it went from zero to 60 yeah. after a couple of seconds. And it was like, what? felt like I missed something. And, like, the big laugh payoff. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was funny. But, uh, you know, definitely not, not as funny as it probably could be for those two actors that you're paying for. You expect the writers to maybe a little be a little stronger on that one on that one but any else anything else that stuck out I mean, it's a solid year I, commercials are it always was, was complaining i don't know what everybody's complaining about why do people complain about the super bowl commercials every year half of them are good half of them aren't it's just because it just all depends right. on what you like or what you're into because i don't like paul rudd he's gonna be in a super bowl commercial every year for the rest of my life he will be in one looking exactly the same when he's 90 years old it doesn't matter paul rudd's look the same forever but like you guys like it I, then there's commercials that i'll like that some other people won't it's like not every commercial is meant for you. Right. And that's not how it is. Like, we don't watch like shows on TV like every other Sunday. Every other Sunday we watch football. We're not like, damn, that NCIS commercial sucked. Like, 
No, nobody cares. I, but then the Super Bowl, it's just like we all of a sudden think that everything is meant to be for us. And it's just that's not how it works. Everybody expects the waza from Bud Light to come back and just like be earth shattering level of commercials. And they all to be like that is just not the way it is. So I don't know what people complain about either, but I thought, yeah, it was a good year. Good year for commercials. Good game. Good, good Please. Super Bowl Sunday. Show that was up commercial to like anyone under the age of 20. <laughs> and they will be like, you guys had nothing to do back then, did you? Like, like this was the greatest commercial? <laughs> this, this is what you guys think was great? Like, what? I think we should bring it back. I think we should, <laughs> I think we should start saying that. I tell you what, they will. We are. They will. You wait a couple of years, I guarantee you, they, they call it back. It's our generation's time. I think it's fine. <laughs> I'm here just for get enough celebrities to all say was ah like it'll just be like Drake was ah Anna yeah. Kendrick was ah <laughs> yeah 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 genius Paul Rudd was ah you know, yeah. it just ruins the commercial God all right oh, Winter man. Olympics uh Dan you are live in Beijing um <laughs> coming to us with a report Winter Olympics how you thinking how's everything going Dude I'm I'm loving it uh, I'm obsessed um it was a shame that football game got in the way on Sunday and watched some good old Olympics. I'll tell you that it's been, it's been amazing. Uh, literally watching nonstop shouts to Mike Tirico, who has been in China, then back to LA. He's like not sleeping. This dude is unbelievable. He's absolutely unbelievable. So shouts to Mike Tirico for hosting everything on TV right now. Um, but I love it. I love it. And I, I gotta know, I don't know how much you guys obviously haven't watched as much as I have, but what is the best, your favorite Olympic sport to watch? If you pick one to watch, what's the most entertaining sport to watch winter Olympics? I just think like, it's kind of like summer Olympics for me, where it's an opportunity for me to watch one sport in particular that I will never, ever otherwise watch. And like for the summer Olympics, it's gymnastics. I will never, ever watch that. Otherwise for the winter Olympics, it's figure skating. I will never watch that otherwise, but like when the winter Olympics are here, it is unbelievably fun to watch those skaters do that on ice because I got a lot of experience on ice and most of it is falling down. So I, I highly appreciate what they do. Yeah. I like the winter Olympics because I can't even like, I know it's like, you know, root USA, USA, like whatever, but it's very hard to root for someone in a sport that like you have no idea if they're doing well or not. <laughs> so when I watch the winter Olympics, because the summer Olympics is somewhat like that with gymnastics, you kind of know, but then like you kind of figure it out later on, but like with ice dancing, figure skating, like um, it took me two hours to figure out why uh, Michaela Schifrin messed up on the slalom. Look, I was like, I don't understand why she quit. I'm like, she was going the same way everybody else was. Why'd she stop going? Why is she so sad? Why is she sitting there crying for 20 minutes on the snow and she won't get up? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just something about it. This, the winter Olympics, I don't know what they're doing. So it's just, I'm fascinated by just not knowing what the hell they're doing. It's amazing. I love it. Oh man, what the we, <laughs> the four of us have to get together in four years. I want to watch the Winter Olympics with Didi because that oh, is yes <laughs> commentary. Screw Mike Tarico. <laughs> Go put Didi on TV. Like I don't know what's going on, but this is great. <laughs> I don't know. Like I have no idea. It's in, it's, hey, Pe- it's incredible. Peacock's got a thousand channels. We can take one of them and just broadcast <laughs> yeah. the Olympics. Yeah. I'm all for that. Um, 
You're right. The Olympic ones are more hard. The winter ones are more harder to figure out because, and not everything's structured the same way, right? Even if it's the same thing, like it's a time sport. It's like, in some cases, it's your, it's your quickest time. And in other cases, it's, we add all the times together. And then in another one, it's like, we take your fastest and your lowest and average them out. And that's (laughs) your time for this heat. It's like, I can't keep track of how these are all scored. And then figure skating, the, there's some difference between the free dance and the rhythm dance when there really isn't at all. One has a maximum scoring and the other one has like the, the average and like green is good and red is bad. And just listen to Johnny Weir say these weird phrases. And I'm like, I can't believe they pulled that off. And they, Oh, ah, I'm doing that all the time. Oh, Oh, because there's a lot more falling in the winter Olympics too than any other sport. You fall in the snow. That's rough. That's rough. I like watching the short track speed skating where they're like basically going around a lake right up against each other in that short track for the speed skating, because there's not many things in the winter Olympics where there's like group timed races, right? There's just not that many up there. It's not like swimming and a thousand things of running. And there's just not a whole lot of that in the winter Olympics where everybody can race at the same time. So I, I, I love that. I love being able to watch this, this speed, uh, short track, uh, speed skating. Um, but you can never go wrong with curling either. I think that's the one I'd want to try. Is there a sport you'd want to try the most in the winter Olympics? If you were a winter athlete, what would be your, what would be your go-to sport to, to compete in? Cross country skiing. What? Yes. Really? Dude, every year, every four years, dude, nothing captivates me like people who are just skiing and then all of a sudden they got to pick up a gun out of nowhere. There's just <laughs> guns laying there for them. And they shoot. And you're just like, who has to do this? Like, wh- why are we doing this? I understand, like, having to run the fastest or jump the highest or do these fits. It's like, but why are they? And then wait, hold on. We got to stop and shoot. Then we go again. Oh, then we got to stop and shoot. I don't know. I find it just amazing. And like, that's my level of skiing as well. So it also looks like I can do that, even though I know I can't, but it looks like I could do it. Cause I would love to be like, yeah, like big air or like do one of the things with the, where they're just like just flying through the air with skis. I wish I could do that, but I, I I'm never going to try that. I've no nothing, but like cross country skiing, I'm here wow. for it. And I feel like it's something you could set up a track and like your if somebody has like a big yard when it snows, it looks like (laughs) something you could just do. (laughs) Yeah, that was done based off like a wartime ritual or whatever, like wartime training is what it was. I mean, it looks like training wartime in this in the winter where you're you're going uphill and downhill on skis and then shooting is where it came from. And only one American has won a goal, has won a medal in cross country skiing and that was 100 years ago the first time they did it and he won the medal 60 years after the olympics based on some technicality it's amazing the guy got fortunately got to spend a couple years of his life with the medal before he died but it's just like the most wild thing that's a long one to watch that's a long one to watch but i guess i'd rather watch that than like the the marathon in the in the summer olympics but i'm surprised i'm surprised you went with that what about you chris uh, I, I would love to bobsled. I think that would be a joy. Um, and I apologize if there's lots of screaming in the background because there, there is in actuality lots of screaming going on in the background. So we should probably go into music here soon. But 
uh, I always wanted to say eins, zwei, and try and get somebody to push me down some ice. That's what I would love. So I would love to bob- bobsled. And we're going to be watching that video or that uh, movie this weekend in honor of the Winter Olympics. Cool runnings. I like it. What yeah. sport would you do, Dan? I think I would do. I really have gotten into this like slope style snowboarding and skiing where it's basically like skateboarding and a skateboard uh, skate park where you have all these tricks that you do. And then there's these huge, um, huge jumps at the end, not just like the one jump, but there's like the multiple jumps at the end. I'm fascinated by this. I, I really am. I know it's been newer to the games, but I would probably not like to fall though. Cause it's a pretty nasty fall, but I think it's a, I think it's an amazing sport. It, it kind of combines the hash pipe, the hash pipe, the hash pipe. <laughs> they get a you Weezer here. For put a Weezer on the playlist. <laughs> Throw them on the playlist. Let's go. Put it on. Um, the half pipe and like the actual uh, racing with the snowboarding and the skiing too is 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 pretty cool. But I love it, man. I, I love the Olympics. Last question I want to ask you guys because we're giving out a bunch of medals. We need the USA to come up with a couple more. Would you rather win the Super Bowl? or a gold medal, individual prize, team prize, arguably the biggest team prize in on the planet. One of them, cause I really don't count soccer. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> one of the biggest team prizes on the planet or winning a gold medal. What are you, what are you going to go with gold medal? Cause it's mine. It's mine. I take it home. It's mine. I want it myself. Screw the rest of my teammates. It's mine. Like Cooper Cup doesn't get to take away the Super Bowl trophy. Right. Yeah. Same here. Gold medal because it only happens every four years. Super Bowl happens every year. And like Didi said, it's it it's mine to own forever. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm surprised you guys both went that with that way because I the one of the arguments is like not every gold medalist is remembered forever. But if you're like the quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team, you will be. But again team award individual award you know gold 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 medal all the way and what a time right now to have them all all of these events at the same time the super bowl and the olympics i can't wait for four years from now when it happens again amazing amazing time people well let's head into what we're listening to this week chris it's been very loud in your house so uh what music are you listening to to drown it out uh we're not going to put that on the playlist uh what i will put on the playlist <laughs> This week, um, big fan of the band Friend Circle. I've put them on the playlist a couple of times. They just put out a new single, Life of the Party. And it this is a band that I've said before is kind of like a party punk band. And this this song is is maybe, it's called Life of the Party, but it's maybe like a little bit of, of a transition in sound. And uh, I like it a lot. So we'll throw that on there this week. Solid. What's up, Dan? Doja Cat. Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about this commercial because the commercial was just, it was just okay. It was good. But she put out the cover of Celebrity Skin from Courtney Love and Hole from 1998 for the Taco Bell commercial and released the single. And it is so good. So damn good. It's, it's frankly better than the original. And I want more. I want more of this Doja Cat rock stuff. It's, it work, it works. It works so well. I'm down for it. So got to go with that one. Celebrity skin, Doja Cat. Amazing. Sweet. Um, Diplo and Miguel put out a song that I'm very frustrated. They didn't put out a couple months later because this, it still could be the song of the summer, but don't forget my love. It's, it's 
just picture yourself when you listen to the song, hit play and just think about yourself being somewhere where there's water surrounding you. Like that's all. And you're just in a party with people like Vegas, hell secrets in ocean city. Doesn't matter wherever you're partying. This song is perfect. That's it. Don't forget my love. Didi putting Miguel on the playlist. How predictable. (laughs) Dude, it's Uh, got everything I love. I'm telling you everything, everything. (laughs) Since I was last on the podcast, knuckle puck, knuckle puck put out their EP. It's called disposable life. They have a cover on there of a blink 182 song. Here's your letter. And I actually like this better than the blink 182 version of it. So we'll toss that on there. There's it's only a five song EP and I've already put two of the songs from the EP on there. So we'll go with something a little bit different this week. Uh, joy wave. I put these boys on the playlist, uh, a time or two in the past and they had a brand new album that came out last week called cleanse. And I'll put on the song. We are all we need. And I've always liked their stuff, but over the past couple of years, they've really gotten stronger. They've always kind of had a weird or unique style or sound to them, but uh, they really kind of embrace this, this zone that they're in right now. And it's really great. I love the direction they're taking things. The album is super good. Check it out. Joy wave. Nice. Uh, Future, who is literally the worst person to listen to on Valentine's Day, put out a song called Worst Day, and he talks about how terrible Valentine's Day is because so many girls want to be there for him on Valentine's Day, and he can't. So he talks about Worst Day, and it is amazing. If you are a douchebag, it's incredible. Like, shouts the future, Worst Day. I'm telling you, this song, you'll just be like, wow, you are a special case, Future. Worst Day. It's amazing. The song's incredible, but... The lyrics are just going to make you like, what the? Okay. (laughs) Nice. Uh, (laughs) This is out of left field, but uh, what's love? Fat Joe and Ashanti. Every morning when I take my daughter to daycare, this song is on star 100.7 on the radio because apparently they play the same songs at the same times every day. Uh, And I appreciate this one song so shout out <laughs> we're gonna put it on the playlist it's a great song i'm already jamming to it like i'm already i'm already over here like what's that got to do got to do with it, man. <laughs> yeah you got fat joe with the hat just slightly <sighs> askew come on yeah tear wow job rule wow. ashanti the super bowl 2023 done travis yeah. Barker can play the drum somewhere <laughs> yeah, that'll be a special yeah. guest job rule and ashanti that's amazing. Uh, last one I'm going to put on here. I'm going to make sure I pronounce this artist's name right. Uh, TK Maidsda. Uh, she's opening for Billie Eilish on part of her tour. And so last week when I was at the show, I got to hear her. She's a Zimbabwe-born Australian uh, rapper. And she wasn't supposed to be the only opener for Billie Eilish, if you've seen any of the news. Uh, but she was. And she got the spotlight. And um, she's got a very unique sound to her. And so I'm going to put two songs on Awake and Kim, which she just jams in a live uh, setting really good. So I'll uh, check those ones out. Let me know what you boys think. All right. My last one, Haley Knox, Gucci, Prada, Balenciaga. Check this one out. Haley Knox, I interviewed this sweet little girl, like, I don't know, four years ago. She lit her guitar singing little cute songs about emojis or something. She's grown up. 
this song is completely different and it is really good. It came up on a playlist and I was like, the same Haley? That oh, that's cute. Anyways, this song <laughs> really good. So uh check it out, Haley Knox, Gucci Prada, Balenciaga. Oof. And that <laughs> is what we're listening to, boys. Uh, any final thoughts on the brunch breakdown before we get out of here? Also, make sure you check out the playlist on Spotify. Shout out to Aaron Donald, man. Yeah, yeah. like AD, maybe happy for AD. Maybe the greatest defensive player ever now that he's won a Super Bowl. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Shouts to him. Shouts to the Rams. Happy for them. That was, uh, that was awesome. I hope hopefully he doesn't walk away. Sean McVay might walk away. Don't know what's going to happen there, but very happy. The Rams needed this to make up for all the people that hated their uniforms. It's all okay now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Very true. I need more. I need people to stop talking about Matthew Stafford. Like he's some great quarterback, by the way, like he's better than Jared Goff. That's all he proved this year. All the fame. We're done here. He proved that. We're done. I'm out. It's the brunch breakdown. (laughs) 